Welcome my fellow parenting junkies. Today we're going to talk about lying. Why do children lie? What can we do about lying? So if your children are lying to you or you're afraid that they will in the future, heads up, spoiler alert, they will, most kids do, then this is the episode for you. listening to the Parenting Junkie Show, the place to go to love parenting and to parent from love. I'm your host, Avital. Hi, I'm Avital. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you're just meeting me for the first time, I'm a mindful parenting coach. I'm a mother of four and my goal is to help my fellow imperfect, intentional parents to overcome things like clutter and chaos and conflict and reclaim a sense of peace and presence and play for your family. So in essence, I could sum up our entire mission at The Parenting Junkie like this. I want to help you to love parenting and to parent from love. One of the ways that we do that is through understanding alternative parenting approaches and what we can take from each one of them, not going down one dogmatic rabbit hole, but instead drawing out pieces of wisdom from all schools of thought and finding out which ones apply and work best for our families. And so today I want to talk to you about something that is so common and that people write to me about the whole time asking me how to handle this. And that thing is, you already know, lying. Why do kids lie? What should we do about lying? How do we respond to lying? How do we just unpack and understand this whole thing? So I'm going to offer you some pretty big reframes on lying and some really practical language around how to handle it. And if you want the show notes to this episode, you can find them over at theparentingjunkie.com forward slash four one, just the numbers four one. So if you want these scripts and if you want to kind of read the transcript and understand it a little better and, and download it for yourself, then that's the place to do that. I just want to say a huge thank you to each and every one of you who has left me a review on iTunes. The way the algorithm works is the more reviews we have, the more iTunes shows this podcast to other people, and it just helps to spread these messages of loving parenting and parenting from love um, across the globe. And so your reviews really do make a difference. Plus, I read them on a personal level. I read them and they, they really fill me up with energy. They encourage me. They encourage me to keep going. So I just appreciate it so much. And for anyone who's sharing out on Instagram, thank you. Thank you so much. I know it takes a lot to share someone else's work and I just appreciate it so much. Um, If you want to share it out, just snap a selfie right now wherever you're listening or a screenshot and just share it out in your stories. Um, You can tag me at Parenting Junkie and I would love to share your story in mine. So thank you again so much for all of you who are doing this. Okay, so let's get into the depths of lies, right? Let's unpack this idea about lying. Now, here's the thing. What I'm noticing is that so many of us feel incredibly triggered when our children lie to us. It's not so much about the topic itself, like say they're lying about brushing teeth. It's not that brushing teeth is so sensitive and they lied about it and now we're angry that they didn't brush their teeth. It's the fact of the lie, right? It's the fact that we caught them in an untruth that really, really, really upsets us. And on the surface level, it appears that we all value honesty and transparency and authenticity as a really important 
kind of pillar value, like a really, really, really important value, right? And it's just so interesting then to start looking at the ways that people lie and why people lie, right? Why children lie? So first of all, I just have to say straight off the cuff that lying is developmentally appropriate for young children. Young children at around the age of three begin to realize that we, their parents and other people, have a different perspective and that we don't know everything that's going on, that we're not in fact mind readers as they may have experienced us to be in previous years. When they turn around three and they've really differentiated from us as individuals, they realize that, for example, we might think broccoli is delicious and they might think broccoli is disgusting. And those are two different truths and perspectives held by two different people. And they'll begin to actually be able to predict what you might like versus what they might like and understand that there's a difference. Up until a certain point, around two or three, um, children, as far as we understand and can tell, can't differentiate perspectives. So they don't understand, you know, that someone else might not like something that they like or that someone else might feel pain if they don't. And that's why they don't appear necessarily to be so empathic until they start to differentiate, right? They start to differentiate as individuals and realize that there are different minds at work. So it's an adaptive behavior developmentally to start to experiment and understand that your reality and my reality is different. Now, at the first stage of understanding why children lie, I want to talk about the fact that many children tell us something that isn't the truth, but they are not lying. They are not purposefully trying to deceit us, right? They are not trying to tell us something that is incorrect on purpose to cover something up or because they don't want to share the truth, but rather because they are in this kind of imaginary world space, right? If you think about toddlers and young children, you know, three-year-olds, preschoolers, they often don't fully differentiate between reality and their imagination or reality and their fantasy, what they would like to be in reality, right? (laughs) I remember a really funny story years back. My nephew, who is now 17 years old, he was in preschool and the teacher asked, how do your parents wake you up in the morning? Like, what wakes you up in the morning? And he said, my parents take a stick and hit me with it to wake me up. Now, of course, nothing could be further from the truth. And he was never hit ever, certainly not with a stick and definitely not to wake him up. But he said this with such nonchalance. And of course, he was lying technically, right? He was telling a non-truth, but he wasn't trying to lie or trying to get his parents in trouble. He was simply kind of stating this strange imagination that he had, right? Maybe influenced by a movie he'd seen or a story he read or someone playing with a stick with a dog in the park or whatever, right? We wanted to come up with something interesting. So there is lying that is actually, you know, kind of constructing a truth in order to protect something. And then there's lying simply because we are not differentiating between reality and and imagination, You could similarly see lying as saying something like, oh, I had ice cream for breakfast when they didn't, or, um, you know, 
something around a storyline or a timetable that they are kind of making up or their imaginary friend, right? Like, oh, Susie did it, right? <laughs> the dog did it. It's not so much that they're lying. It's more that they are not um, aware and not differentiating between what's real and what's imagination for them. And then as they grow up a little bit more and as they mature a little bit more, they might actually start to realize that they can use this uh, construct, right? They can use their imagination to share realities that benefit them, okay, i.e. lie. So then we move into that kind of next step of lying, which is I don't want to do something or I don't want you to know something and so I'll tell you only part of the truth or I'll tell you a different truth. And it's kind of very cute when young children lie because they're usually not very good liars and um, they'll make up something that doesn't make sense or that couldn't be right like that their doll did it or that their imaginary friend brushed their teeth for them or all sorts of things like that, or that they have eaten their vegetables when their vegetables are right there on the plate. Um, they're not super sophisticated with their lies, right? At that point, it's really about, I don't want this to be true. I'm sharing with you the reality that I would like to be true, okay? I would like to have eaten my vegetables. And so I'm saying that I did, even though they're right there on the plate. And I'm just going to imagine that the power of my thought and my um, fantasy can overpower what you're seeing as evidence plane in view, right? And then we get into, again, slightly more mature, so say four to six-year-olds, where they actually start to lie because they are aware of what we want to hear. And now they start to lie to please us or to appease us. Um, and because they've already learned from life experience what will happen if they haven't cleaned their room, done their homework, brushed their teeth, if they did hit their sister, break the vase, you know, do, you know, stay up reading late at night, they start to learn what the real consequences are of those actions. And they don't like those consequences very much when we get angry or we yell or whatever, we punish them. They don't like that. Plus, they know that these things won't please us and they want to be pleasers, and so they lie. So at this point, they're lying to kind of protect themselves, to cover their behinds, or to please us, um, and because they know what usually happens when we discover that they've broken something or that they, you know, stayed up past bedtime or that they did extra video games or that they ate all the chocolate or that they hit someone. They know. They know what will happen. They know we won't be happy and they don't want to have to deal with that. And so they lie, right? And that's the point where it's a little bit more contrived. It's a little bit more purposeful lying where they realize that this is almost a tool for self-preservation. We'll get right back to the show in just a moment, but I have something important I wanted to share with you. Last August, 17 families gathered in the green jungle of the Blue Zone in Osara on the west coast of Costa Rica for our first ever present play family vacation called Bliss. We were a total of 75 people and had 48 children among us. Together, we formed a pop-up community of intentional parents. We enjoyed seven days of reveling in that natural beauty of the jungle, regularly seeing spider monkeys and giant iguanas as we breakfasted on our farm-fresh vegan meals. 
Our children play together every morning, led by our incredible child program director, Claire, and her ukulele. Together with a team of 15 local nannies, she led the children in yoga, nature walks, painting out in the jungle, and ninja runs. Whilst our kids were in their version of heaven, us adults got to do our own yoga sessions. For some of us, this was our first ever downward-facing dog, and others were seasoned yogis. Under the guidance of our gentle leader, Jeanette, it didn't matter at all. Then we grabbed a smoothie and headed up to the rooftop shala to meet me for a session of designing our family's vision, aligning on our parenting goals and rejuvenating our connection with our partner. It was an incredibly moving moment for me, watching the 34 people sitting gazing into each other's eyes and talking about the most important things in their lives, their family. We were a group of imperfect, intentional parents there to support each other. No one felt awkward when their toddler had a big tantrum at dinner or their kid broke a plate at breakfast. No one worried they would be judged. Even though we were a diverse group of people from all over the world, Russia, Israel, India, Afghanistan, the UK, Iran, Canada, and the US, we were among like-minded parents who held the same values. We each had a relaxing massage with the background music of the many waterfalls at Bodhi Tree. Some of us surfed in one of the world's most celebrated surf destinations, and others of us ziplined down the miles of jungle top. And yet others simply took a book and read by the pool as our kids splashed together in the waters. Magic happened out there on our bliss vacation. We got to see the majestic sea turtles lay their eggs at 4.30 a.m. in the morning. And as we were doing yoga one day, a sperm whale swam by. And by the end of our dance party on the very last day, there was hardly a dry eye among us. In just one week, we had connected like a family. Children became pen pals, adults became soul friends, our bodies had been nourished and stretched and so had our minds and our hearts. The beauty of Costa Rica had infiltrated our homes and the kindness and warmth of the Bodhi Tree staff had encouraged us. And on a personal level, my family had so much fun, we knew we would definitely be going back which is why we've secured a spot for our present play vacation in Bodhi Tree, Costa Rica, again next year, August 2020. Spots are limited, but we would love to welcome your family to join us. So go to theparentingjunkie.com forward slash events to get more information. All right, let's get back to the meat and potatoes, or can we say tofu and rice, of the show. So, here's the thing. I think all of this is 100% normal and healthy, and it just makes a lot of sense. And I want to encourage us all to get off our high horse of getting so indignant or offended or insulted or angry or triggered when our children lie. I mean, if you're listening to this and you have young children, I want to just tell you with 100% assurance and confidence that they will lie to you. That's going to happen. That is part of growing up. Just like I could be pretty confident that they will stumble and fall at some point, right? or that they'll make a mess at some point, or that they will miss the toilet bowl, 
or that they'll have a potty accident. These are all things that are just simply part of the course of human development in our current culture. And it's not something that is like plausible to avoid. And I think sometimes knowing that is just so, for me at least, it brings a lot of relief. I know that this is part of growing up. It's not a question of whether, it's a question of when, right? When they're going to lie and what the lie will be about and then how I'm going to handle that. So how I'm going to handle that? Let's take a step back for a moment and talk again about our value of honesty and transparency and truth. The truth I believe and what I see around me and within myself is that we don't actually really value the truth in many of our family dynamics, cultures, homes, societies. We say that we do. We say that we care about the truth. We say that lying is a sin or that transparency is best or all of that kind of thing. But the truth, truth, truth is that most of us, I believe, are in a somewhat ambivalent relationship with the truth. When someone asks us, you know, do I look fat in these jeans? Do we tell them the truth? Do we tell the truth to our partner when they say, hey, were you attracted to that checkout person at the supermarket? Were you flirting with them? Do we tell them the truth? Do we tell ourselves the truth when we say, uh, you know, I'm off sugar or I'm going to the gym or I am going to curb my shopping habit on Amazon? I don't buy that much on Amazon, right? (laughs) That's a lie I tell myself periodically and everyone around me no I'm a minimalist I hardly buy anything not true lie right how about uh do we lie to ourselves about our health and wellness or our time management like oh yeah I go to bed early sure or I meditate every day sure (laughs) or you know I don't watch that much Netflix We're lying to ourselves all the time. And then there are all these situations out in the world that is very, very, very common. It's almost so common that it's considered, you know, morally okay to lie. Like if a policeman pulls you over for speeding, is it okay to lie about why you were speeding, to make up some excuse, to get out of a ticket? Is it okay to lie, uh, to, you know, fudge your tax returns a little bit, to to plump them up with some more uh, expenses in your business. I mean, these are lies that people perform all the time. And we're not, you know, there's the whole another spectrum of Bernie Madoff and the massive, you know, truly evil, destructive um, lies that happen in the world that are absolutely horrific and terrible. But then there are those day-to-day lives that we tell ourselves, that we tell ourselves, that we tell our people around people around us, and coming more to the point that we tell our children. So how many of us lie freely to our children about all sorts of things simply because of convenience or because we don't want to share the truth with them? Do we lie to our children about how babies are made or about whether Santa Claus is real? Do we lie to our children about the tooth fairy? Uh, I've got my hand raised here. Do we ever lie and say that there is no chocolate or candy in the house? Yes, I have, ma- I have lied to my children in that way. I have lied to them about going out at night. I've told them, oh no, I, you know, I actually haven't lied to them about this, but I've white lied or like avoided telling them the truth. 
after they go to sleep, I'll go out with my husband uh, and leave a babysitter home and they don't know. And if they ask me, I'll kind of be like, I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't think we're going out. You know, I've done that before. I've stopped doing that. I now tell them honestly, but that's an example, right? Do we lie about all sorts of little things like that, right? So we, I think all of us have to just ask ourselves a moment. If lying isn't a lot more common and natural and human than we think, if we don't lie regularly in little ways or say half-truths, you know, or not the whole truth or a white lie or a partial truth, do we bend do we bend the truth a little bit to suit our needs? Like, oh, no, your, your, your friends are also leaving the park now, you know? Or, sure, uh, you know, we can have dessert after dinner, but first you have to eat everything, etc. Do we Do we say things that are perhaps not exactly what we mean and not exactly true? Do we say things that we know not to be true about you know, animals dying, a pet dying. Oh, the pet went to live on a farm, right? These are all examples that people have sent in to me about the types of lies that we tell each other and and our children. But I just want to bring it up, not to make us feel ashamed or guilty, but just to have an honest, (laughs) apropos honesty, an honest look in the mirror around our relationship with the truth as a culture, as a society, and as individuals. So why do we do all of these things? Why do we say these things? And maybe you don't. Maybe you're an absolute 100% authentic, transparent, honest, honest, honest person. But I'm not. I mean, I lie to myself about all sorts of things. I lie to my kids. I mean, I really do try not to, but I think I do. I think I lie to my kids about, oh, I don't, you know, I, I don't know. I can't think of a real lie that I tell them at the moment because I'm really trying to be on this, you know, um, but maybe it could be about, Yeah, I think I've lied about the chocolate before. Like, we don't have chocolate when we did, or that type of thing. So, okay, moving on from that, I want to just explore why we do this. Well, I think the reason that we lie, any of us, is to protect ourselves, right? We want to stay in right relationship with other people. We want people to see us as good. We don't want to experience their wrath or their disappointment in us. And so we bend the truth or paint the truth in a way that makes us look more good to them, more attractive to those people, to whoever it is that we're talking to. That's, you know, that's why we lie. That's why we lie. It's to protect ourselves. And we also lie because we know that the person is going to react strongly. I think our children often lie to us because they know that we don't handle the truth very well. You can't handle the truth! That if they tell us you know, that they haven't eaten the lunches that we've sent them for the last three months and that they've actually been putting them in the garbage or that they failed a test or that they, um, you know, hit their sister or that they haven't cleaned their room or that they have, you know, moldy underwear in the closet. If they tell us the truth, if they expect us to be angry, they think we can't handle it. And they just think, hey, smoother sailing, more peaceful living is not sharing those truths. So let's go into some ways we can handle this very normal, very common behavior. The first is to realize what I've just kind of held the mirror up for myself here and to realize that we lie too. 
if a policeman pulls me over for speeding, I don't know, maybe I'll find some story to, to lessen the likelihood of a ticket, right? It's an adaptive behavior. It's very natural in human behavior, and it's actually developmentally appropriate in young children. In fact, some research says that it's a sign of intelligence. And so the first thing is, can we model honesty? Can we model honesty? Can we model sharing hard truths with our children? Can we model sharing with them the truth about death or the truth about Santa or money or racism or history or how babies are made or why that person is in a wheelchair or why we don't speak to grandpa anymore or um, whether or not we are rich or how mummy and daddy met each other. Can we share our truth? Can we model transparency? Can we model transparency around whether there's candy in the house or, um, you know, what they will or won't be allowed to do, etc.? Can we model it? Can we show them that even though it's uncomfortable, we're going to share things that we know they might not like and everybody can handle that? Can we model that when we have said something that's not entirely true, we come back and say, you know what, that's not entirely true. I actually want to edit that. I need to just add this piece of information. That's not entirely true that we don't have chocolate. We do have chocolate, but it's actually cooking and baking chocolate. And I don't think you'll like it. And I don't really want to get it out now anyway, because it's dinner time soon. You know, that's an example from my own life, how I might edit my lie. You know, I said there's no chocolate. I feel bad about that because I was kind of lying. There is chocolate, but it's just not the right time to eat it or it's not the right type of chocolate or I need to save it for another time. The next thing is to show our children that we value honesty over smooth sailing, right? We value it. So we model it ourselves, even though it's not going to be smooth sailing when I tell you there is chocolate, I'm going to tell you the truth. And then we have to model it for them as well. We have to value their honesty over smooth sailing. We have to actually show them that we are grateful and we value it when they share their truth with us. That we will not let our emotional reactions, our reactivity overpower that moment of actually recognizing that they shared their truth. And the final thing that's also incredibly important is how we respond when they have lied and help to guide them back to honesty without, you know, shaming them. So how can we help them to save face when they've lied? Now, I think it is important for us to somewhat call out a lie, right? Or call in a lie and just side note, as the way I understand it, the difference between calling out and calling in is when we call someone out, we say it publicly, we say it in front of others and it humiliates them. When we call someone in, we privately share with them why something wasn't okay with us. And so we're respecting them and we're not humiliating them, we're not shaming them and we're certainly not doing it in front of anyone else. But say, for example, your child, and this is an example from my life, my kids often lie to me about wearing underwear. I don't know why they have this thing about not wearing underwear. I don't know why, but I think it's important for them to wear underwear. And so often in the morning, they'll be fully dressed and I'll say, are you wearing underwear? And they'll say, yes. Uh, but they're not. <laughs> so then I have to handle the situation where I know that they're lying 
But I also don't want to say you're a liar, right? Or label them or shame them or make it into a big deal because it's not a big deal. They just don't want to wear underwear. I do want them to wear underwear. They don't want to deal with me getting annoyed or sending them back upstairs to change and get out of their shoes and pants to put on the underwear. So they just say yes and they lie because that's easier, right? So I have to kind of take that moment to show them that A, I know that they're lying. B, I value the truth and I would prefer for them to be honest in the future and show them that I can handle the truth and see that we can find a way to communicate around this without it being a big deal. They can actually share their honesty with me. I can handle it. I'm not going to punish them, but we do need to get to the truth of the matter. And that it's just not worth it for them to lie to me because I'm every day going to ask them about underwear and they might as well just, you know, tell me the truth because I will now check because I know that they lie about this. So one of the things that I will sometimes say to them is, hmm, like they'll say, I'll say, are you wearing underwear? They'll say yes. And I'll say, hmm, you know, in the past you've sometimes forgotten. Would you mind showing me your underwear so we can be sure? And then they'll kind of have that awkward, unpleasant, caught in a lie phase and be like, okay, I'm not. And they know they've been caught in a lie. And I'll say to them, you know, sweetheart, you don't need to lie. It's just that underwear is important for your hygiene, okay? And you're not wearing them for me. I am going to continue to ask because you often say yes when really it's no for whatever reason. So you don't need to lie to me. I really value the truth. You can just say, oh, mommy, no, I'm not. And we can have a conversation about it. Anyway, sweetheart, let's go get the underwear on. Do you need help? And we'll move swiftly on. So I'm not making it into a big deal. I'm not labeling them as liars. I'm not punishing them for lying to me. I'm just telling them, I really value the truth. This lie isn't particularly helping you. And it's not helping me. And the the essence of the matter is the underwear, not whether or not you lied. So... I started off this whole conversation saying that I think we often get stuck on the fact that they lied. So many parents would then punish those children, not because they weren't wearing underwear, but because they lied. And I want to say, move through the lie quickly, make lying an unattractive, unnecessary behavior, and get to the crux of the issue that is really at the heart of it. And show them in that way that you value honesty and that, yeah, everybody lies sometime, but we really don't need to do that in this family. And I can handle the truth. I'm not going to yell or punish you, but please share your truth with me the way I, you would want me to share mine with yours, with you. So just telling them also clearly, like, I don't want you to lie. I want you to be truthful. Okay, I expect you to be truthful in this family. We're honest with each other. And then following through on that, right? Here's another example. Uh, lying about brushing teeth, very common one, right? So kid says, yes, I've brushed my teeth. Why? Because they don't feel like going and brushing their teeth and it's not important to them and they don't care and they're not really bought into our agenda that brushing teeth is very important and they just say yes. And then you look at them and you can tell they have not brushed their teeth. So you don't need to say you're a liar or how dare you lie to me or punish them for that. But you can say, hmm, you know, it doesn't seem that way to me. Do you mind if we check together? Hey, buddy, I don't think those teeth are brushed. Let's go brush them now, please. And we move on. And then we say, sweetheart, you know, you don't need to lie to me, okay? I don't want you to lie to me. It's okay if you haven't brushed your teeth. Just tell me the truth and we'll figure it out. So what we need to remember, I think, with all of this is that there is a very powerful link between truth and trust. And you have to make it worthwhile to be truthful with you. 
because you'll gain more trust if you are. And this goes both ways. In other, in other words, my child needs to make it uh, make themselves trustworthy. And that's something that I kind of re, re-emphasize with them is something like, hey, baby, if you tell me lies like that, then it's hard for me to trust you. I don't know when you're telling me the truth and when you're not. So make sure that you tell me the truth and then I always know I can trust you. But the flip side of that is that when my child asks me a question and they say, are you telling the truth? Is that real? I don't believe you. I can confidently look them in the eye and say, have I ever lied to you? Do I lie to you? No. And I do this with my kids. I say, do, you, do I ever lie to you? No. I don't tease. I don't lie. The words that come out of my mouth are true. And I really work hard to make that the truth. And of course, as I've already said, there are times when I slip up as well. But then I try to own those so that they know that I am truly trustworthy. But another side to that same thing is knowing that I'm trustworthy with their truth. In other words, they can share their truth that they haven't brushed their teeth and I, they can trust me with that. I'm not going to flip out. I will handle it because I understand that they're just human and they make mistakes all the time and that they want to cover up those mistakes and that they want to stay on my good side and they don't want to be punished and I'll figure it out with them. And as a result, I can tell you in my own home many times that my children have come to me and said, I feel really guilty because I was lying to you about that. Or I feel really guilty because I didn't tell you the whole truth. Or I feel really guilty because it's a little, it happened a little bit differently from what I said. And they know they can come to me that way with vulnerability, with authenticity, with transparency. They know that I'm patient and I'll wait for them to be ready to share their real truth with me. Now, it's my hope and belief that this is absolutely crucial in the early years because I think we're sowing the seeds for the foundation of the later years. Now, if a teen is in trouble, if a teen is telling us lies, you know, they might be lying about things that are a lot more serious than brushing our teeth, right? If a teen feels that they can't trust us with their truth, that they are doing drugs or that they're pregnant or that they're in some kind of trouble, that they're being bullied or assaulted or anything like that, they feel that they can't come to us and share something that's a difficult truth that we're not going to be happy about, that they've made some kind of bad judgment or bad mistake because we'll flip out or we'll punish them just for lying in the first place, then we can be sure that we won't be the people that they come to. And so that's why I think it's so crucial to start now and start young, to show our children again and again that whilst lying is normal and healthy and adaptive and inevitable sometimes, overall, it's not worthwhile and it's not necessary and we value the truth and we can handle the truth. We can respond playfully. We can respond calmly. We can respond with a little bit of, hey, really? Those are brushed teeth? I am very surprised to hear that. They don't look very brushed to me. Come on, let's go brush your teeth, silly Billy. Right? Just a lightness around it. Like, oh, really? You cleaned your room. Is it ready for a mother inspection? Because I'm not sure it is. Do you think maybe you need another few minutes in there before I come check? And just showing them that, yeah, you kind of aren't telling the truth right now, but come on, let's get back to, let's get back to real talk together. I believe that that will set a foundation for connection and trustworthy and truthful relationships for years to come. 
Thanks for listening to The Parenting Junkie Show. If this was helpful for you, I would be so appreciative if you would subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. Subscribing to the show means you'll get the bonus episodes that I only deliver here. And when you rate and review the show, it helps other parents find it. I'll be shouting out some of my favorite reviews in upcoming episodes and would love to spotlight you. And remember, keep on loving parenting and parenting from love. Namaste.